This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast midweek Europod version with myself, Robbie Musto, and as ever, my buddy, Robbie Earl. And we react to the Champions League games, particularly those involving the Premier League sides. And we saw plenty of that action over Tuesday and Wednesday. But let's first start, Robbie, on Tuesday. Mm. And we both watched this one. Um, Liverpool went uh, to Russia, up to Moscow, Spartak mm. Moscow, who are eighth in the Russian Premier League right now, not playing particularly well. Of course, champions last year. And the game finished 1-1. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, my first thoughts were, my feelings for the Spartak Moscow fans is that, I tell you, they're a bit of a motivator. Did you see the banner before the game kicked off? Win yeah. or die <laughs> to the team. I thought, wow, <laughs> maybe Liverpool could do with a bit of that there and maybe they'd win another title. So, yeah, win or die, I thought was an interesting start. I think in the end, again, because of, of, of Moscow's form, because of, of where Liverpool are, we have to say... It ended up a slightly disappointing yeah. draw. That's two points now from their two games. And if you go back to a point where they're 3-1 up against Sevilla in the first game and they've ended up with two points, it, you know, qualification is going to hinge now. And the two Maribor games have to be six points coming up back-to-back now for Liverpool to give them a chance in this group stage. But it, it was another one of those performances for Liverpool where... I think those who are looking to criticise have another sort of day where yeah. they can start picking holes in the team and the way that it's set up again. I mean, I think the, the lineup um was exciting. The Fab mm. Four is that yeah. call First them time, isn't it? The Fab Four, yeah. First first time with Coutinho mm. into midfield and you've got that front three of Mane, yeah. Firmino and Salah. And at times they were fantastic. Going forward, um, yeah. Going forward, I mean, mm. Fab Four, I can't think of a, of a quick line on the goalkeeper because there was a, a change in position again. Mignolet and Loris Carius are being rotated, mm. Rob. I'm not sure know, about that. Yeah, not which is what we've got to talk about. We've got to mm. talk about it. And, and mm. let's first talk about the free kick. The free kick and Spartak's <laughs> goal. Um, the, mm. the, let, let's be honest about it. It, it. The ball hit the back of the net and wasn't really close to the crossbar or the post. It, it was not very saveable. Middle, middle of the goal, of the goal. And, and, and I read before, you know, there's a lot of talk about Carrius playing and he wants to be the Champions League number one. And he said he wants to take the next step. And I was thinking, well, why didn't you take the next step when the free kick was coming? Because if you took the next step, you'd have got your hand to the ball. I mean, <laughs> he'd left so much space, Rob, that side. And then, it, you know, it was a decent free kick, but it wasn't one hit with such power and, and tenacity that you're thinking, oh, you know, he's done him right in the corner. So, again, this whole situation, Rob, with the goalkeeper is... Mind-boggling to me that Jurgen Klopp, who's an outstanding coach, um, a great motivator, a man who's, who's building this football club, I think, in the right manner. But 
When, I, when we talk defence, when we generally talk about defence, and, and I just wanted to make this point, I talk defence of the players in the back line, whether it be three or four, and the goalkeeper is part of the defence. And Liverpool Football Club, for the start of this season, have had inconsistency in their defensive areas, whether it be a centre-back position, whether it be in full-back position, whether it be in the goalkeeper position. Now, why are you rotating goalkeepers when relationships and rhythm and understanding is so much a big part of, of what you do in a defence? Why are you pushing out the, 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 the number one goalkeeper, if, that, if, if Mignolet is your number one, and giving this guy the opportunity to play? Do that in, in the League Cup, Rob, if, if you want to do it. This, club's, th- this team needs to have some regular games where defences can get some clean sheets, they can get a bit of rhythm and understanding and confidence between them, and it's a back five if it includes a goalkeeper. To keep rotating the keeper when the, 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 it's a defence that's not solid, that, that isn't secure at the moment, that don't know where each other are, they're not in always good positions, I just think it, it, it is absolutely crazy by, by Jurgen Klopp. I'll, I'll tell you what the goal smacked of um, for me, Rob, is that Loris Karius was mm. not sharp. He's not sharp. Mm. He's not. But he's not. He's, he hasn't been playing. You know that. That's a kind of a save that the ball came across quite quickly over the wall. But a sharp goalkeeper, a goalkeeper Easy that's save, played three, four, five games, yeah. it's kind of yeah. sharp. He's got his rhythm. Yeah. He's got his reflexes. Makes that save. He's not sharp. The two goalkeepers of Liverpool are mm. not are not good enough. It's they're average. I've, I've yeah, they're both before. average. You've Is got to go and get it. You've got to go and solve that problem, Robert. If this club wants what to be mean, serious, so, you've got to solve the problem. You have to go and replace them. And one of them becomes your number two, and you go and get somebody better. You can't have two average goalkeepers and 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 and, and keep switching them round. And and nobody's your number one, and nobody somebody should be your number one in, in a in a decent club. And somebody else takes the number two spot, and everybody knows the pecking order, and that's how it is. Is this a bit of a weakness of Jurgen Klopp that he wants his squad, Rob? He wants them mm. involved. He wants them happy. He wants to give them game time. Other coaches don't, don't like care. It, don't no, care don't, about the number two goalkeeper. Like Edison now is a goalkeeper for Man City. Yeah. He's going to play all the games. Um, bravo now. It's like, you had your chance, mate. You're number two now. For some reason, Klopp wants to, we, he wants to get carries involved. We see De Gea today, who's, a, who's arguably the best goalkeeper in the league, Rob, plays today. Doesn't yeah. rest him. Doesn't put in his number two and say, oh, you know, I have a have a day off because he understands what it, what's important about the rhythm and the guys in charge and you just keep things going you keep the continuity going mm. you asked me a few weeks ago as Jurgen Klopp got a blind spot with the defending in that centre mm. back I'm not sure if he's also got a, you know if one eye's blind on, on the defending centre backs one eye might be a bit blind on this goalkeeper situation because I still think even if you go and sort out the, the centre back position I'm still not convinced the goalkeeper and I've said it for, for 18 months now, the goalkeeper's good enough, Rob, to win your titles or, or, or go deep in, in the, t- is the big competitions. Is he too trusting? Is he too trusting? Does he, he said before that he mm. doesn't want to buy his way out of trouble and buy, yeah. his wa- buy his way out of weak spots. He wants to work with the players. We've seen it with Alberto mm. Moreno's back in the team and he's doing okay. But, it, you know, could he make know? a few mistakes that cost them more points? Yeah. The goalkeeper situation, Lovren. I mean, mm. is, he, is, he, is he ruthless enough? To be, well, a, uh, to be a champion manager in the Premier League. Do you, do you know what I'd argue, Rob? Is that he just spent $40 million was it, pounds on, on um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, mm. who will probably become a, bet- a good player. He hasn't had a great start. He's a good footballer and he can fit in a number of positions. But right now, where Liverpool are, I'd have bought a goalkeeper. 
Or a centre-back. Yeah, I'd have bought a centre-back. I'm centre spending back. that money. I'd have bought a centre-back first. But if I can't get the centre-back I want, I'd have, got, I'd have gone and got a goalkeeper and made my team better in the areas where it's weak. Because in midfield, they've got enough, Rob. We haven't talked about lo- um, the Lana coming back into the squad. We're talking yeah. about Coutinho now playing in, in the midfield position. We're talking about you know um, Daniel Sturridge not being part of the team. So they're not going to struggle that much for, for midfield players. They've got Milner can do jobs and people... Mm. But at the back, there's, there's, a, there's an issue with the down the middle of the park for Liverpool. And until Jurgen Klopp starts to address it, I'm afraid we're going to have these days where they're going to be brilliant some weeks and we're going to talk about them and eulogise about them. And then we're going to see the other side where they're going to give cheap goals away. Goals are going to go in that other teams wouldn't concede. It's going to be a problem. Let's just be a bit more positive. And I thought yeah. Coutinho was brilliant. Coutinho's yeah. different class. Yeah, he's, he's different he's a class. Footballer, the goal, the one-two, mm. the finish. I mean, he's he just. I just thought he looked a million dollars. And fair play to him. He's had a difficult, of course, we know, uh, month or so. And mm. I just thought he was back to his best. It wasn't a great Liverpool attacking show, which you no, can sometimes. I don't think Firmino. You know, I thought Firmino yeah. looked yeah. a little bit. I wouldn't say lost because he's an intelligent, clever footballer. But it didn't quite suit him as much. His movement wasn't wasn't quite the same, and that might be something you have to readjust when you bring Coutinho in as a, as a sort of midfield player breaking forward. Then you know one of the front three. But but the, the attacking players now and again are going to have an off day. They yeah, got a goal, yeah. Rob. This should have been yeah, one. Yeah, lovely goal. This should have been yeah, one nil. Beautiful. Oh, goal. A, a, not a brilliant finishing display from Liverpool, but mm. they scored a great goal. And if you've got a, a proper goalkeeper that's match sharp, you win that mm. game one nil. They were by far the better side. And again, I have to put this down to Jurgen Klopp. The goalkeeping decision um, has cost them two points in this game. I've got one more question before we move yep. on, and, and I don't want to be too negative on Liverpool because, as you say, they, they got the draw, Coutinho back in, looking sharp, so that, that's plenty to look forward to. We know the defence, and listen, more people than us are talking about defence. Emre Chan, midfield. Mm. <laughs> Is he good enough to be a Liverpool first eleven player? Or, I mean, I, I believe his contract's coming up with this talk about whether he's going to be re-signed or whether mm. he signs. And, you know, if, if Henderson's a holding midfield playing your captain, I can't make my mind up with Emery Charm, Robbie Musto, to be honest. Some days I see him and I say, mm. yeah, you've got to get him in a team, you've got to build around him, he's, he's powerful, he can do things. Other mm. days I'm thinking, hmm, mm, I, I, I think I think the answer to that question is yes. And I think I think yes, but you've got to package him. I think he's mm. one of those midfield players. Players package, around him. Package with two others, he br- it, it, it equals a really good midfield because he's. Got but some is Henderson power. one of he's those others, Rob, or is he? Is he? Uh, is he? Is it Henderson or I, him? I think. I think Henderson can be one of them. Yeah, I think okay. Chan Rob box to box as a number yeah. eight is going to be okay. Now you put Lallana or Coutinho. I mean, yeah. it was Coutinho. That was the midfield. Yeah, it was Coutinho. Henderson, yeah, that Chan was, and Coutinho. Was, yeah. Now, yeah. if there's some creativity in Lallana or Coutinho in there, then I'm okay with that because I like power. I like physicality. Mm. And I think he's okay on the ball. Um, I think he's 23. Um, so he's, he's when Lallana is back, improve. I'm saying, do, what happens yeah. then? Well, like, what horses for courses? Different I games. Think, I don't think you can play Henderson, Coutinho, and Lallana. Unless you're Man City, where they have that kind of mm. that, that style Control with David Silva and De Bruyne, so I think you need a bit of physicality, whether it's Wijnaldum or whether it's Emre Chan. But no, I, I like him, and I know what you mean though, because sometimes he, you know, the game drifts by a little bit. He yeah. doesn't do anything yeah. that's particularly productive. I think he's one that, that you stick with because he's got the right attitude, the right tools. He's got good physicality, good build. Mm. I think he, I think he is deserving of a spot in midfield for Liverpool. Okay, you just talked about uh, the, the way that Manchester City play. Let's mm. talk about them, Rob. Okay. Another 2-0 win um, against Shakhtar Donetsk. 
Um, Pep seems to have got this thing going at the moment. It wasn't the five and sixes of, that we've seen of late, but it, it was another good performance. Um, you know, goals again. Uh, De Bruyne scored a beauty. Raheem Sterling uh, came more on and influenced yeah, again. More goals, goals. good for him. I uh, mm. just want to have a word about him. But things just ticking along nicely for Pep in a competition, Rob, that if a little bit of luck and, and, and things went their way, you could see them going deep in, in this one. Yeah, you could, but I, I still, I think at this level, and, and let's be honest, this is a higher level. The Champions League yeah. is a higher level than the Premier League. And if they haven't got Vincent Company, and even if they have got Company, by the way, and Men- I mean, Mendy, I mean, yeah, we don't know the full extent no. of his injury yet, no. but it looks like he's going to be out for a lot of months. That's a big blow, Rob. That's a big blow yeah. because him, that balance that he gives with his left foot, with those crosses, with his strength, uh, physicality with Walker, I mean, it, it made the team so much better. If Mendy isn't going to be there, I think Pep Guardiola will absolutely address that in January because Delph, you know, yeah, other Delph players, played, play, did quite Danilo. Well. Yeah. Mm. I, I, so that's, that's a concern. I don't think they're good enough to win the Champions League this year. I just no. don't. I just think there's other teams... Oh, we've seen, you know, over the last couple of days, some good examples mm. of PSG, uh, uh, a whole new level now. And I don't know whether cities, if they're not controlling the game, and you can't control games in the Champions League, you know, in every game defensively, they could concede some goals. But, but he mm. has got it going, and I think, um, you know, the midfield is very, very settled with Fernandinho and De Bruyne and David Silva. Um, Leroy Sane is is really, really exciting player at the moment. Mm, he was in the side for this one, Jesus and Aguero. So I think the little interchange, the different players playing up front, the competition for those yeah. one of those front, front three is driving <laughs> everybody to a whole different level, whether it's Sterling, mm. Sane, Aguero, um, Jesus. That's got to be good for Pep that he's got those firing. Yeah, and, and just a, a word on Raheem Sterling, Rob, because he's starting to look like the player we saw... Blossoming at Liverpool, then he had the move and things didn't go well. But there was a time, Rob, when he played in different positions for Liverpool, in different systems, and looked an intelligent young footballer who you Mm. thought, you know, this guy can go on and and really take to the next step. And things haven't quite gone gone right. The the move was obviously um, got a lot of bad publicity. I think that affected him as much as he said he didn't. Uh, Fitting into Pep's squad, understanding the way Pep wanted to play is taking his time, but... Vernachim looks a little bit, a little bit more confident in and around the goal, which which is good because that's something I've criticised him about that end product. Looks like he believes he's part of this team now and can influence this team, and that's a big thing, you know, these big players. But maybe he's seen Jesus, maybe he's seen Sane's mates, maybe they're doing all right. I can hear you grumbling in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not having. You're still no. not having. No, listen, listen. I t- I tell you what I think about Raheem Sterling. He's 22 years of age. Mm. He's got. Five Premier League appearances, five goals. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and you you know you you've gone on there about how he's looking this and he's you know he's comfortable and, and he's looking like he does. I'm not sure. He's Hold had on. a good Hold stretch. On. No, listen. Yeah. He's had a, let okay. me finish. He's had Go a on. good stretch of goal scoring form. Mm. I tell you what, I've seen a few games this year when his his general football has been garbage, been rubbish. He, he has. He's run into uh, to, to trouble. He's given the ball away. The, 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 the camera's gone on to Guardiola, and he's kind of shaking his head and frustrated in Ryan Sterling. But of course, but 
He's got goals, and that's fantastic. And, and Pep wants more goals from all his wide players to get narrow and score, and he's doing it. So, of course, I'm giving credit for that. But I don't think, because of this little uh, purple patch of goals, we're going to see a dominant Sterling that's going to that's going to force his way into the first team and be fantastic, and he's taken it to a new, another level. Because I don't think his general football tells me at the moment that he has improved that much. His scoring, of course, which is the most important part of the game. I get that. He's had a good patch. But, but I don't think his football, Rob, has been particularly better than last year. See, I'm, I'm not having that. I, I really cannot have that. And, and you know what, what sometimes I think? I think if, you, if you're an English-born player, you get looked at in a different way. Leroy Sané started the season, looked overweight. The manager talked about him at the weekend. I listened to the presser. Said he wasn't fit, he wasn't focused, he wasn't ready to be in their team. We saw him. He came on left-sided uh, wing-back against Brighton in the game. Looked yeah, like he, he couldn't be bothered. Yeah, right? did, yeah. I didn't see slow, I, yeah. And And the first couple of games, he was on the bench. I saw him once had to go for a warm-up. He had a face like thunder. Yet, he comes into the team, does exactly what Sterling does, scores a few goals, makes a couple of assists, and everyone's going, Leroy Sane is a brilliant player. Oh, what a player. <laughs> yeah, poor old Ryan Sterling, because he's English-born, because he's come from Liverpool. There's nothing he's to do where he's from. Easy it's not an easy target. He's an easy target. Then, then you go and pay somebody for a farm plane and we start eulogising about how good Le- <laughs> Leroy Sané is. I know what Ryan Sterling's got to do. Go and get yourself a German or a Spanish or a Belgian passport. Oh. I must be talking about the great Raheem Sterling. <laughs> let's, move it on to an- let's move it on to another great, because I want to have this. Here's a debate now. Oh, gosh. Prince Harry. The oh, prince. yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. The prince. A yep. hat-trick in European football. Now, we, we, we started a debate at the weekend that maybe... Harry Kane's going to buy a new Olivier Giroud in, in, in something that we, we both see different sides. But we talked about world class and, and saying, I think we both agreed he's not there yet, but these talk, you know, people are making comparisons. I said world between, class finisher. I said world yeah, class world finisher. finisher, not yet world yeah. class player. Yeah, yeah. But it's this competition, Rob. If you keep doing the kind of things he's doing, scoring the kind of hat tricks and, and in catching the, the, the attention of, of the European audience and the European teams, it, it's, that's, it's this that takes you yeah. to the next stage. It was this yeah. competition that Gareth Bale moved on. It's this competition yeah. where Neymar yeah. makes his name. If yeah. Harry Kane continues to score in the same vein, Rob, he's going to yeah. get taken to that next level. Now, whether that's with Spurs, and Spurs fans have got to hope that's the case, and Daniel Levy better be starting to put him on the biggest contract he can and lock him down, mm. because there's going to be envious eyes over the course of a season. If this guy continues to score goals, things are going to happen. It was Apoel. <laughs> it's it Champions was, League, it, Robin Mustard. It it's who. So, so Liverpool played Spark Sparta <laughs> Moscow. So, so what? That that's a big thing then. So Liverpool didn't get have anybody scoring a hat trick. I mean, you, you you can't you can't start Listen, to I'm differentiate not, I, the, t- the the teams because one's, I mean, Applewell and one's <laughs> Sparta Moscow. Come Listen, on. Listen, I, I listen. Of course, of course. It, um, this is this is big. This is worldwide headline scoring in the Champions Correct. League. Um, a hat trick, perfect hat trick, right foot, left foot header. Um, but it was a Poel, and you're <laughs> right. In your, but you're right. If he continue, if he continues to score his goals at this level against Correct. some of the tougher sides, mm. um, then of course 
that the whole new level part, the world-class part, is going to come into the conversation. I've heard some ridiculous things, by the way, on the back of this Apoel hat-trick, that you know, question marks. Yeah, is he reaching Messi and Ronaldo numbers, quality? Can we start putting him in that bracket? Calm down, no, everybody. No, no, Calm down, no. everybody. I think we Although should be... He is English, though, so that, that goes against Yeah, I know well, that happens. <laughs> um, but, but it, I mean, it's just, he is in the, a, a, an absolute, in peak condition, in confident mood, in incredible finishing with every part of his mm. body, it seems, at the moment. And mm -hmm. he's on his way to becoming a, a world star striker. Um, I think at Spurs, he's in a good spot right now, Rob. I don't yeah. think there should be yeah. any team set up for him. Yeah, to, to, to start moving anywhere. And I don't think he'll do that anyway. I think he loves no, playing for his, his club guy. that he, he loves. Mm. I think he, wanna see, he wants to see the team into the new stadium. Um, mm. And we'll see where we are in a couple of years' time with his, in terms of where Spurs are and how they can satisfy his desire, I would think, in the next year or so to start mm. winning some titles. So, listen, um, we, we joke a little bit, Rob, about Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, his goal scoring and his finishing is is exceptional. Um, mm. His general can he play like Messi? Can he play like uh, Ronaldo? Different can he type. play like no, um, no. Lewandowski in general? No, but no, his finishing is is is, yeah. is amazing. Yep, yeah, I'm with you there. And Spurs will want to keep holding. Good start for Spurs in the competition this time around. Six points out of six. Dortmund yeah. and Apoel. So, uh, good start for Pochettino and his men. Let's move it on, Rob, to, to the Wednesday game. Okay. So, um, we're talking about CSK Moscow, uh, Manchester United travelling over to Moscow. Not, yeah. not an easy you, place you to go, long, one, long you, travel. You yeah, focused, and I watched this game, focused pretty much on this game. And, and mm. change of personnel, change of system. He went with a back five of Bailly, Smalling, Lindelof, with Young on one side, Blind on the other. Pogba and Her Herrera were the, were the sort of two holding. Matic, wasn't it? It was Matic. Sorry. Yeah, Matic and Herrera. Sorry, yeah. yeah, and and Mkhitaryan played. Mkhitaryan played just slightly ahead of them behind yeah. a, a front two uh, uh, of Lukaku and Martial. And I have to say, Rob, going forward at times, it it, it was really really exciting to see a, a strike pair, Martial and Lukaku. Oh, were they were they a pair? Were they? Because it I looked more like a pair. Yeah, I saw it looked like Martial was on the left. You he know, did like drift out left, but when when general play, they tried to play ah. together and Mkhitaryan. Yeah, it was it was nice. They looked they were looking for each other. It was some yeah. nice combination play involved in the goals. Lukaku gets in another couple for a brace yeah. for him. Martial gets one. Mkhitaryan gets gets a goal as well. So, you know, from that point of view, all went well. Things yeah. that stood out, Rob, um, and, and, and just when, when Jose Mourinho sets a team up to play in European Cup competition, it's serious business. They don't, they, there's no, there's no hint of not being prepared, not being focused, mm. not knowing the mm. detail, not knowing who you're picking up. All the little things. I just yeah. looked around his team and just think, yeah. That's why this guy goes far on competitions. Yeah. And you should have seen his face when they allowed the late goal in. Um, yeah. I think it was 89 minutes in. And they took a shot of him at the side. Well, somebody will be still probably getting it in the dressing room now. Yeah. Not that it was ever in doubt that the game was going to be won. Not that, you know, the 4-1... He did. He doesn't like that. You know, people might think, oh, was it? Uh, what was the score in, in terms of the scoring rates? What will upset him most is that it's those little details that, if, that stand his teams in, in, in good stead in, in European competitions. That's why he's won this thing. That's why he wins titles and trophies, because it's those details that he doesn't like to happen. And, and 
he was standing there and you could just see the thoughts going through his mind of how this, he won't be talking about how well they played and you know how um, he, he could rest a few players and get them off with 60 odd minutes on the clock ahead of, of the weekend's game against Palace he'll be thinking about the detail and the importance of not allowing a team back in because if that's a better team and the scores at 2-0 two, two and they let back at 2-1 you could be talking different things in later stages of the competition uh, so how, was, how was Lindelof? How did he play? Um, he did okay. To be fair, Moscow um, Moscow weren't great going forward. Um, we had the customary situation where at one 0 up, David De Gea has to pull out a decent save, which seems to go with, with, with the course. It shows how wow. important he is, and you know having that goalkeeper in there because if that's your number two, like you say, he might not be as sharp. He might be one one, and all of a sudden you've got a different game and a di- different atmosphere. So I think we'll have bigger tests of Lindelof, but he was he was he was safe. He was he was steady. He didn't make you know no no glaring glaring errors. Um, liked uh, Lukaku's hunger and desire again. There was there was a point. It was about seventy odd minutes in the game. Moscow break down their right hand side. Lukaku goes chasing back. Ends up in the left back position, making a challenge. Just think, mm, that's part of him growing and understanding what's required. Is he's now a Manchester United nine, scoring goals, ten goals in nine games now since he's he's been at United. So all that's going well for him. So <laughs> in the end, Rob, it was it was a pretty comfortable day. The one little error for the goal that will will hurt Mourinho. I'm sure he'll be talking about to his boys, but. United looking looking okay, and again, listen, I don't know how deep they can go. I don't know if, if they can win this competition. They've got a manager who knows what, what it takes, but they are just gaining a little bit more respect, I think, around Europe again, Manchester United. Just just uh, a question. I, I noticed um, in the game that, that Rashford mm. came on for, for Martial. Yeah. I okay, let, let's cut to this, because I think this is, this is a Martial a really looked like he was limping who's, off, by the way. Okay. Oh, that's he looked a shame. so there was yeah, he looked like he was limping. That we after that was the only sorry the other little negative for them. He looked like he limped off around the seventy minute stage. Who would you pick, Martial or Rashford, in the most important game of the season? Good question, Robin Musto. I, I think it's fascinating. Marcus Rashford. Yeah, see I think Martial's Marcus better. Rashford I think, Mar- right I think Martial's got a little bit more Listen, threat, a little bit yeah, more input, a little bit more um. I got a strong argument against people. No. I just think pace and a little well, Martial's bit Martial's quick, isn't he? Yeah. Well, but both I, quick. I, I think Martial, the one thing sometimes I can find with Martial is that he can be, you can um, dampen his enthusiasm a little bit. If things don't quite go so mm. well, he sometimes can have a little bit of a face on nothing. I think Mar- Rashford looks like he's got a bit of, I'll show you and I'll go again and I'll try again and he keeps going. He, he doesn't get put off as easily. Who, so who would you rather have? Like you, You're just outside the corner of the 18-yard box on the left-hand yeah, side. I know, you've got I the know ball in front of you. Say. You're running yeah, at a defender. Who's going to produce end product goal across more? I just think Martial's Martial just got Martial probably that just has the edge, but I still like Rashford. I don't know. He, he's... He can get to the byline. He can. And listen, Manchester United got a great position because they got them both. And yeah. Times they might need to n- use them both, but it's, it's mm. a good argument and, and one I think you can make st- strong arguments for, for both of them, Rob. Okay, so let's move on to um, the final game we're going to talk about. And you just said about Manchester United, and weren't mm. really sure whether Man United can go that far or win this competition. Mm. I'll give you a team that can, and that's Chelsea. Chelsea were impressive. This was a why can they win it? Manchester United, Manchester City can't then. Well, Why could I, Chelsea win at Manchester well, City? Just, just off the top of my head, I think yeah. Man City are going to do better in the Premier League than Chelsea. I think Chelsea 
And that, and that, by the way, I'm not sure about that after watching Chelsea today, but I think <laughs> Chelsea um, have got more about them to go further because they're tougher, Rob, because of the durability, you, you know that. Um, this was a proper game. This was mm. a proper game of football. Yeah. Good new stadium, packed out, brilliant atmosphere, mm. two managers on the sideline, two teams <laughs> that, that no, no mistakes, no, like you said about Mourinho, attention to detail, defensive yeah. structure, aggression, a little bit of football. Um, it was a fascinating game. And Chelsea, midway through the first half, took a little bit of pressure early on, but controlled it. Started to pass the ball, started to control things and, and looked very, very impressive. Mm. Now, alarm bells and, and lights start to flash. David Luiz. Oh. Now, I, I, I'm a big fan. As you the know, penalty. I'm a big fan. Yeah, David yeah. Luiz. Mm. He's got this little mode in his brain. In terms of natural ability and talent and tools, he's a magnificent footballer. Software in between the ears, he's got that little random kind of bug in the system that sometimes rears his ugly head and does something stupid. You know, the, the red card against Arsenal, and now this one with a, with a ridiculous pull on the shirt that's right in front of the referee that costs his team the first mm. goal. You know, it, it, it was a, such a shame, Rob, because that first half was so impressive from Chelsea. And it was so well managed, Rob, last season through the title. Um through the yeah. title he, season he, he, for, was kept, for he was kept absolutely on the tracks yeah. wasn't he is, is he one of them that you just you've just got to keep it on maybe as uh, maybe as Antonio Conte thought oh you know he, I broke him in now he understands what I need for my defenders and, and just lift you know he's had the situation with the red card now he, he gives away a, a penalty penalty that, yeah. that just allows people to start getting back on that David Luiz criticism when this you is, say I mean it's shame it he's is because a he's a wonderful player. footballer. He's a good defender when he concentrates on defending, yeah. but um, doesn't yeah. quite that's always get the job done. And, and that's a little bit of a worry, you know, when that's one of your, your, your main centre backs, your, your leaders in, in the back line. How did uh, Eden Hazard do today? Okay, perfect. Because that's what, there's three points I want to make. Number two, Eden Hazard. So he played yeah. him, Rob, in a, in a different system today. This was a 5 3 in the middle, two up front. And Hazard oh, okay. was floating in, in, in and around Avro Morata. Um, yeah. and Kante and Seski, either side of Bakayoko, who played the holding role. So it was a little bit different from oh, Chelsea. Okay. And, you, you know, it made sense because of you know where they're going. It's a difficult match in Madrid there. Um, but Hazard's, he just looked brilliant. He just looked brilliant. Yeah. I mean, he's sharp as anything. He looks in good shape. He looks lean. He loves the position in and around Morata. And um, third point is Morata, which I'm going get, to get to in a minute. Yeah. But yeah. the combination between the two. And this is the first time, really, that I think they've played as a... They certainly started as a, absolutely a front two and looking for each other. The little overs where you yeah. leave the ball, it goes to, to yeah. the other guy. The little flick around the corners. All that was evident, Rob. Now, I, I love seeing all that. I love seeing mm. that the front two combined. So, Azard back and looking sharp was, was absolutely a talking point. The last, the last main point I took from this game, and it was Murata's goal, his header. And, and, and I, I tweeted out on our, um, on our Twitter uh, at the two Robbies NBC on our feed there, Rob, mm. that his his runs for crosses are, yeah. are, 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 are an art form. They're spectacular. Yeah. They're yeah. perfect. This goal was a brilliant example of a guy that knows when to pick up the pace mm. of his run and obviously the track of his run to get to that spot where the cross is going to be between defenders. He heads Rob. And it's, I mean, you know, you see it a couple of times and then yeah. you see it again. It's like, hang on a minute. Every time he hits the ball in for goals, Rob, he's hardly ever challenged no, because he makes these runs. People, he's yeah. always never yeah. stood. He makes no. these runs and the timing, because that's what mm. it's all about. It's yeah. about beating the offside. It's about, 
getting to the right point at the right time. And as Arts Cross, Morata's run in front of a, a, a defending player, a little flick on, far corner, and I'm like that in my living room, clapping my hands. Brilliant timing. And of all the things that he might be or he might not be, mm. you can't take away his intelligence yeah. and, and the smartness of those runs. Do you, do you know when you get a centre forward who does that? And, and I was one who, listen, the majority of my goals were headed goals. And, and I used to mm. always think you have to be able to kind of read ahead of what's going to happen. So you have to get yourself in a position where you can start to make the run. And then you have to make sure your timing's right. So yeah, it's almost timing. like the, where the ball's going to land, how, where do I need to be to make sure I'm going to be where the ball is and I'm going to meet it with my head. And this guy has got it absolutely yeah. to perfection. Yeah. Doesn't fight with, doesn't get caught up with fights with defenders, isn't trying to body them up. Or there's no, there's almost like n it's almost like he's a non-contact player. He sort of drifts yeah. in between yeah. these little doesn't spaces. Doesn't need to be physical. Doesn't need to no. fight anybody. Doesn't, doesn't want to fight at all. And then he, he, he just goes into position. And, and he, he gets in those positions where one defender who's behind him will say, well, it was not my man. One guy who's in front of him will say, not mine. Yeah. And, he, and he's in those spaces where he just seems to be, yeah. you know, Brilliant. he's got an art form and, you know, yeah. it, it's a, it's a great tool for, for Chelsea to have. We've obviously seen Aspilicueta find him on a couple of times, occasions, and it's something obviously Chelsea are looking to. So, yeah, an another important um, victory that for Chelsea and the yeah. way they, they, they did with, with Last Bacuai. kick of the game. La last Bacuai. kick of the game, Bacuai. Bacuai scores. Uh, uh, that, how does that work? So, Jago Costa sitting in the stand, having got his move after all the kind of trouble they've, they've had this season. And then the guy who you buy to replace him, and Bacuai, who scores the two goals that give Chelsea the win. Yeah, mm. uh, it, it, it was great. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was a it was a it was a really good game. The late goal, and like I said at the start of this conversation, Rob, Chelsea are a team that can go deep. They absolutely yeah. can go deep with the manager, the style, the durability. And Kante, by the way, was incredible again today. I mean, it, his role was a little bit different. He was everywhere. I mean, he was mm. an absolute nuisance. He had a really good game as well. Um, but just on Chelsea and kind of swinging back to the Premier League, they have got a game at home at the bridge mm. against Man City on NBCSN yeah. on Saturday at 12.30pm and we're going to do a little feature, Rob, on the strikers yeah. and we've talked about Morata just now and, and, mm. and could he be the difference in this game. Um, Sergio Aguero is in peak condition for Man City. Let's look ahead real quick, Rob, and, and, yeah. and what, what are you, I guess, what are you most looking forward to in this, this game that should be absolutely fantastic? Well, well, what stands out to me, Rob, is, is that one team almost must have the ball, Manchester City in Pep, in the way that he mm. plays, in the strategy, in the way that his team has set up, have to have possession and play and, and work the ball and get it into the, the midfield players and look to assist. The other team can be well set up, can, can almost encourage the opposition to have the ball and be just as dangerous. And so I think it, 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 it's perfectly set up for, for a contrast in, in styles. But, you know, when, when this, this team break in, into counter-attack, I'm talking about Chelsea. They can do it with devastating fashion. You've talked about Azard now looking lean and, and fit. Yeah. Mar you know, Morata's ability to run off the back. He scored his first goal against Stoke, running off the back of a back three. Obviously, he's drifting in between defenders for headers. So, there's a real goal threat. There's, there's, a, there's a serious goal threat with, with the Chelsea team who are often prepared to say, you have the ball. 
You overindulge. You just take. You just send the, those those wing backs forward and, and get yourself a little bit out of shape. And then bang, they'll set a little trigger. They'll set a little trap, win the ball, and break on you just as quick. So it could be a good challenge, a, a good test of of Manchester City's defence as much as their attacking ability to open up Chelsea's um, Chelsea going the other way. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think you're right. I think we 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 all build it up as as a battle of strikers in some ways. Mm. Morata, Aguero, Jesus. Um, but I think it's I think that the key players could be Hazard. Uh, Pedro and William didn't start the yeah. game, Rob. He played uh, oh, okay. Sesc in midfield, so they 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 yeah, fresh. Start, um, yeah. You're looking at a back three of Chelsea that will be different. David Luiz suspended, I think, yeah. isn't he? Still, has he got one more? He's got one more, I think. Cup. Yeah, I think he's got one more. Christensen, yeah, Puerta, Rudiger. Can they Rudiger. handle the football of Cahill? City? And that's what you've got. Yeah, Cahill. Yeah. yeah. So mm. you know, that that's the question. Can yeah. can Chelsea's defenders handle the slick, amazing attacking of, of City? If they can, for the mm. most part, yeah. can City handle the pace of Azar, Pedro, William, whoever's going to play on the counter attack? And mm. and that's a really hard question to answer right now. Um, it, I, I, it, I guess I guess if we had to, you know, decide a winner, Chelsea at home. I think Chelsea might win it one 0 Rob. But you know, with those, what those battles kind of considered, I think mm. Chelsea. I just think Chelsea with City's maybe weaker defensively than than normal. I'm probably just going to slightly go for for for, for City. Yeah. I just think that the, you know that front five almost what we're, we're talking about. You know, if it just clicks into gear, it's going to test Chelsea in a way I don't think they've been tested this season. Yeah. Um, dragging people over the pot. They've got pace, they've got goal threat, they've got cleverness, they've got creativity. I just um, just feel that they might have a little bit bit too much. And, and um, they've got an off-decent record, haven't they, at the bridge, uh, Man City? Remember when yeah. we were there, we, we we did the game, didn't we, recent, uh, a couple of seasons ago at the bridge, and didn't, didn't Man City run, off, run out like 4-0 or something one of those yeah. days, wasn't You've it? You've got a good memory, I can't remember anything. Yeah, so yeah, they've... they've um, so it, I think City don't, won't fear going to Chelsea, no. and Chelsea are going to really have to work hard on that on really, the defensive yeah. side of the game. And this game was a, f- a physical game, Rob. Physical mm. game today. I mean, I, you know, City, they won 2-0 against Shakhtar um, yesterday. So another day's yeah, rest for day's them. Rest. Mm. Yeah, very, really tight to call. Should be a great game. Yeah, want to look forward to it the weekend. So you've heard from us, but now we want to hear from you, our listeners. Firstly, we'd love you to rate and review the podcast by downloading the Two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you like, where you think we can improve. Remembering every time you send a review, it increases our ranking and visibility, which allows more football fans to follow the show. And we want to know what team do you support? Is it Man City, Manchester United, Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea, or are you a Leicester, Huddersfield kind of person? Was it one match, one player or one visit to the city that got you in love with your team? Let us know and we'll read out the best two or three responses this weekend after our podcast. So, I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening and bye for now.
Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's flex.amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.